Hello, and welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Here you can find all of our weekly messages. We trust that God will speak to you today. Enjoy the message. I would like to bring uh, a, a, a conclusion to our Romans series this morning. If you have a copy of God's Word, Romans chapter 15. And um, I love preaching. It's one of the favorite, my favorite things to do. And I just really believe Paul is so clear. And, uh, it, you know, they say in, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but what happens in Rome didn't stay in Rome. We were able to learn all that was going on. And um, I love it because he has a, such closing remarks that I think will really help your life. And I think it's important that we finish what we start. And uh, that's what Paul is, is talking about today. He's talking about finishing strong. Romans 15, if you have a copy of God's Word. For everything that was written in the past to teach us so that through endurance taught in the scriptures and encouragement that we might have hope. Let me read that one more time. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures, we have the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Verse 5, and may the God who gives endurance and encouragement, so he uses endurance and encouragement twice, give you the same attitude of the mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Father, thank you for this word. We need endurance and we need encouragement. Some of us are on the brink of quitting and we need encouragement and endurance. Some of us have thrown in the towel and we need endurance and encouragement. Some of us are at the end of our rope and we want to know if you're there for us. And we know that your scriptures say you will give us endurance and encouragement and we can have hope today. I pray you'd bring hope to the hopeless at all of our locations. I pray you'd bring peace to the restless at all of our locations. I, I pray that you'd bring joy to those that are mourning at all of our locations. I pray that you would bring encouragement and endurance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I really do feel like we are coming out of what seems to be a 36-month or three-year drought in the Spirit. I feel like uh, uh, paralleling with what happened globally, it can sometimes feel like our souls got just really wrecked. But I want to bring you some encouragement this morning that in 2023, the best is yet to come. I want to let you know today, I don't know what happened last year, and I don't know what the specifics are for next year, but I know this, everything God has for you, I believe it will be accomplished through the endurance and the encouragement that comes through scriptures. Now, we, we love New Year, you know, the new, new year, new me. I don't know how your resolutions are doing. I don't want to ask, you know, I'm not going to pass the microphone around at all of our locations. We're not going to ask you to submit if you're still on that kale-only diet that you were gonna try. I'm not gonna ask if you're still on keto. I'm not gonna ask how many days into the P90X you stopped. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. We, we love starting well, but God's in the business of finishing strong. We, we, we love starting well, but God is in the business of finishing strong. As a matter of fact, our world celebrates starting, but God celebrates finishing. 
Let me say that one more time. Our world celebrates starting, but God celebrates finishing. You start a new business, we celebrate you. You start it, you have a new child, we celebrate you. You got you, you get married, we celebrate. Our world loves to celebrate starting, but God honors those who finish strong. How you finish matters in life. Ecclesiastes 7, 8 says, at the end of a matter is better than its beginning. So what's better than starting? Finishing strong. And patience is better than pride. We don't really talk a lot about this very much. We train people on how to get the job, but we don't ever train people on how to leave a job. <laughs> we got a system to join our church, but we don't got a system for you to leave our church. You know? It, the reverse of party with the pastor is like the party pooper with the pastor, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Parting with the pastor, that's very funny. We, 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 we train and you go into a new season, but you never finish it. And I believe God's in the business of finishing what he started. And he's also in the business of watching you complete what you are called to complete. Now, there are three options for finishing. You got three options. There's number one, not finishing. Number two, finishing bad. And number three, finishing strong. Right. So you got not finishing, which is quitting. You got finishing bad, which is rebelling and leaving prematurely and uh, leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth that you left. Or you have finishing strong. Now let's talk about first not finishing. Let's talk about uh, quitting. Let, like People tend to want to quit because they forget why they're doing it. You, you, you lose your way when you lose your why. You, 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 start, you start slacking when you forget that you're going to be able to live longer if you eat healthier. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you know, by like the preaching about the diet. You, 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 you start, if you start losing your why, you start losing your way. And in our microwave culture, we want immediate results or we're out of here. And we quit more than we'd like to admit. And Christians... You know, I think we, we should be better at finishing what we started. I think we should be more committed, more disciplined. I think we should have the end in mind. If Christ is coming back for all of those who believe, then we need to do everything he's called us to do and finish it strong. We need to be disciplined. I know you don't like that word. I don't like that word that much either. But what is discipline? Discipline is the ability to stay committed to your assignment long after the feelings of excitement have left. Mm. Discipline is the ability to stay committed to your assignment long after the feelings of excitement have left. If you feel your way into it, you can feel your way out of it. I'm preaching now. You must stay disciplined long after the feelings have gone away. After the butterflies in your stomach from that new job are gone, you stay committed. After those little butterflies in your heart. When you get married, are gone. You stay committed. Stop quitting prematurely because you'll never see God's pleasing, perfect, and good will accomplished in your life. You have to stay disciplined long after the feelings. I don't worship based on my feelings because if I can feel my way into it, I can feel my way out, out of it. Oh, worship felt good. I don't care if it felt good or not. He's a good God regardless of how I feel. So I'm going to stay disciplined. I don't really feel like reading my Bible. I'm going to read it until he speaks to me. I'm not, I'm not in this Christian life to, based on my feelings, I would have quit a long time ago. Mm. It's tough, but you got to keep going. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, I inserted the sisters part, but you know. 
Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is what? Come on, somebody. It's time to discipline ourselves. It's time to gear up and say, you know what? I started something and I'm going to finish it. I said I was going to serve once a month. I'm going to serve twice a month, even if I don't feel like it. I said I was going to give. I'm going to be faithful to give. Why? Because we are not going to quit prematurely and lose out on the blessing that God has. Don't finish. Don't finish early. Don't quit early. And then there are people that finish bad. This is very typical. They call it quiet quitting or they call it, you know, here's my two weeks and then you act like you don't work there for two weeks. <laughs> here's my 30-day notice and I'll see you in 30 days to get my last check. That's not finishing well. And, you know, some of you, you'll, you'll leave a season, you'll leave a friend group, you'll leave a job, you'll leave somewhere and you'll pull the pin of the grenade and you'll throw it under the door on your way out. <laughs> And the collateral damage from you leaving incorrectly is actually not hurting the place you left. It's hurting your next season on how you enter. I'm preaching way better than this church is shouting. If you have grenades in your life where you're like, I'm going to gossip here and I'm going to gossip here and I'm going to gossip here and I'll see y'all later. What you don't realize is that you are hurting your next season more than you're hurting your last season. When I was a youth pastor, I was young and immature, and I've asked for forgiveness to be able to tell this story. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't leave well. And um, back in my day, there was a, oh, a projector screen that came all the way down. You know what I'm talking about? A little projector screen, you pull it down. You have, probably have it at your school and stuff. And uh, pastor asked me, I gave my two weeks. I was very honoring for that. And um, he said, all I need you to do is finish painting the youth room before you go. No problem, pastor. It's no problem at all. I got you. I feel like I could do that. I'm committed to it. So I, the last day, right? I knew about it for two weeks, but I waited until my very last day because I was uh, 19 years old at the time. Um, I got the paint. I'm kind of, you know, mumbling under my breath. Didn't want to paint, obviously. Who wants to paint except for my wife? She loves to paint. I don't know why she says it's therapeutic for her. I'm like, all right, go for it. Um, so I'm painting this huge youth room, and I get to the part where the screen comes down, and I have an option. Take the five seconds and pull the string and pull the, put the screen up and then paint. But the screen was always down. So I did what every 19-year-old youth pastor would do, angry to be painting, not finishing well, and I just rolled underneath the, I just kind of like skirted the paint roller around the, the projector screen. And guess who called me a week later? He said, get back here. He said, if you want to see Jesus uh, later than sooner. Jesus. I, I, I knew, I know better now. I know that the way I leave a place is how I'll enter my next place. I'll be, I'll be in the lobby sometimes and I'll greet people on occasion when I get a chance to. And, you know, someone will say, I love this church, man. It's way better than insert their church. And I'm friends with everyone that you used to, that used to be your pastor. And so I know all of them. I'm, I'm friends with all of them. And so I, I have somebody say, you know, I love this church. It's way better than insert that church. 
And I said, oh, I know that pastor. He's one of my friends. And that lady proceeded to just like word vomit. Like, oh, you, if you knew what they did to me, you wouldn't like that church. And if you knew how they treated me, you wouldn't like that. And I, don't and I thought to myself as she left, I just had like this check in my spirit. Like, I'm going to be the next guy she talks about in two months at her next church. Because how you enter a season, how you leave a season is how you enter it. If you don't heal, you'll bleed on people who never cut you. If you don't heal, you'll bleed on people who never cut you. So if you're leaving a job, leave honorably. If you're leaving this church, leave honorably. If you're, if you're leaving into a season, leave. If you're leaving an apartment, clean it up. You want that deposit? Don't just clean it for the deposit. Clean it for the glory of God. You don't want to hear that. Finishing poorly gives the world a place to point their finger at the church. And the third option is finishing strong. Finishing strong. Paul gives us, I think, a few keys that we can't miss here. But I'll just read 15.4 one more time. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So how do we finish strong? I'm glad you asked. You ask every time at the, about the same time in the sermon. Number one is we have to find endurance and encouragement in the scriptures. I, I, I've been really, really uh, in love with the Bible more lately than ever before. As truth becomes harder to find, the scriptures are what need to be our guide and our encouragement and our endurance. We cannot be people just of the Spirit. We cannot be people just of feeling. We cannot be people just of culture. We must be people of the Word. Now, I know that this sounds old. You're like, my pastor been telling me to read the Bible my whole life. There's a reason. Because the devil doesn't want you to encounter the truth that is found in this word. And if you got the truth that was in this word, you would find yourself with fresh manna and fresh revelation every single day. I find encouragement and endurance in the scripture. So when the spirit isn't speaking, he can always say something through the word. I just need the spirit to speak to me. And yet you have to dust off your Bible. Where do we find endurance and encouragement? He says that we find it in the things that were written to us in the past, which is the word for us. We are Bible people. We are Bible people. Come on. When you read the Bible, you can start to look at your life and you can say, man, if God did it for them, he could do it for me. When you start reading the Bible, you can start seeing testimony after testimony, Old and New Testament of God's favor and his faithfulness. If you feel like you're not favored, look at the characters in the Bible. God, has, God says, God's word says this, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. But you got to know the stories in order to hang on to them. You read about Esther, a young Jewish woman who found favor with the king. If God can use her, he can use you. You read about David who conquered kingdoms to become king. You read about his son Solomon who became the wealthiest, wisest man in the world. I pray that God would make my son the wealthiest, wisest man in the world. If he did it for David, he could do it for me. Come on, somebody. Do you receive that, son? Yeah, you do. I know you do. We read about feeding of the 5,000, a miracle of multiplication. And, and, and when, you're, when you're current with these food prices... And infl inflation and the prices of eggs. I'm about to be just in my fridge. Lord, multiply it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Times are so tough. I got a text last night. He said, hey, if you have any extra deer meat, I'll take some. 
So I brought a whole cooler of deer meat for my brother this morning. Why? Because these inflation prices are crazy. We got to believe in the God of multiplication. I'm ordering one thing at Chick-fil-A and pray that it multiplies five times for my whole family. Cut them nuggets in half. You watch. I just, keep, I just kept cutting the nuggets in half. The nugget just kept replenishing. Come on. Don't. If he did it for them, he'll do it for us. Come on. We look at God healing people. I was praying for one of our staff members who's currently in back pain. I just pray for healing. If he did it for them in these days, he's the same God. He's the same God. Hope. Hope. We get, the Bible says that we get to we look back and we get to hope. That's what he says. He goes, we get to hope. And what is hope? Hope is the anticipation of what God is going to do. Mm. When I look through the scriptures, I learn endurance. I learn endurance and I get hope. I get hope because God doesn't always do it on my timing, but I can hope for what he's going to do in the future. Noah was 100 years old when he built the boat. Abraham had to wait 25 years between the promise and his, him actually getting a son. Joseph had to wait 13 years to see the vision that he had, have, had come to pass. David had 15 years between being anointed by Samuel and actually becoming king. Think about Jesus. God in the flesh was born of a virgin Mary, waited 30 years before doing a single public miracle. Waiting is part of your faith story. And you can endure because the scriptures are what give us hope. It usually takes longer than we can imagine. But let me encourage you with God. It will be better than you can imagine. I wrote this down in my notes. It sometimes takes longer. It rarely gets easier. It always gets better. <laughs> it sometimes takes longer. It rarely gets easier, but it always gets better. And we're in a capital campaign right now trying to build a building out front here at our east location. Let me just tell you right now, it's sometimes, I'm going to say always, it always takes longer. It rarely gets easier, but it always gets better. God's timing is not our timing, but it is perfect timing. Blessed is the one, Psalm 1, one who does not walk within step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season, not immediately, not a microwave, not through the drive-thru, in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. What is remembering God's faithfulness? Remembering God's faithfulness in the past builds our faith to expect his faithfulness in the future. Come on. When you read the scriptures and you see the faithfulness of God, you can tie that to the faithfulness he will have for all of his children, which includes you. Verse 5 says this, may the God of, of, who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards Christ Jesus. So how do we finish strong? Number two, how do we finish strong? We got to make prayer a priority. Give you the same attitude of mind towards each other. You got, you got to make prayer. God is the source for whatever you need. There's just a lack of prayer. There's lack of meditation. There's a lack of, of silence. There's a lack of solitude in the presence of God. But S.D. Gordon said this, he said, you can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. Mark Batterson says, prayer is writing history before it happens. The world drains, but God's presence refills. Prayer is our way to connect with a powerful God and to see that power in our life. James 5.16, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Mm. When we pray regularly, 
Irregular things happen on a regular basis. We got to make prayer a priority, church. If you're not praying with your children, if you're not praying with your wife, I, let's just take a seven-day prayer challenge. Just reach on over to your children when you're driving down the car, when you're driving in the road, when you're dropping them off at school. Just pray out loud. Pray over them what you would want prayed over you at that age. Protect them, Lord. Keep them with good friends. Protect their influences over them. May no evil, no harm go into their mind or to their body in Jesus' name. Reach on over at the end of the day. Grab your wife's hand, your husband's hand, and say, let's pray together. I guarantee you this. I guarantee you your marriage will improve if you pray together out loud. You can't just say, I'm imagining us praying together. You have to agree together out loud verbally. You got to pray. You got to pray. How do we finish strong? Number three, we got to get along with each other. It says that you have the same attitude towards each other that Christ Jesus had. So we got nothing destroys your potential to finish strong like conflicts amongst brothers and sisters. You cannot finish if there's drama. It, it, you cannot finish. Uh, it, it's crazy that Paul addresses this in, you know, so many years ago, and we're still struggling with this to this day. It's like church drama is still the strongest drama that there is. And people quit early because they got too much drama in their life. I, I love what Eugene Peterson says in the message uh, for, for this verse. It's not a translation, it's a transliteration. But he says, may our, may our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. Maturity. <laughs> You know why there's a lot of drama? Because people are immature. And immature people like drama. They're drawn towards the dopamine that comes with gossip. They're drawn towards the dopamine that comes with telling someone a secret that was told to them in confidence. That's an immature Christian. And here at Focus Church, there's no room for immaturity when it comes to church drama. Christian maturity is getting along with others as well as Jesus gets along with us. You don't see Jesus gossiping about your sin. You don't see Jesus have a prayer request about you. I'd like to pray for Joey. He's really doing, doing bad things. Don't be using prayer requests. Here's my motto for 2023. 2023 motto, drama-free in 2023. Not going to do it. Not going to text back. You want to meet face-to-face? -face? Let's do it. You want, to have a, you, want to have a, you want to have a biblical meeting? We will meet with the Bible in hand. You want to have disagreements? I'm fine with those. But I'm not going to deal with petty drama in the church that keeps us moving sideways instead of moving forward. We are not going to be people of immaturity. That's he said, she said, that, this. We are going to be people steadfast. It's this dependably steady and warmly personal. God developed maturity in you. Mm. You know? A lot of times I think, you know, we project our own problems to other people, and that's where drama comes to. I, I, just want, I just want to help you with what our great theologian Taylor Swift has taught us. She says, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Turn to your neighbor. Say, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Nobody wants to hear it, but I'll say it. She was right. She's wrong on a lot of other things, but she was right with those lyrics right there. I'm the problem. It's me. 
Mm. So how do we finish strong? We got to stay focused on Jesus. Verse 6 says this, so that one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we finish strong? We stay focused on Jesus. The goal cannot be anything else other than Jesus. The pearl of great price is nothing else other than Jesus. Our, our trophy is grace that's found in Jesus. There's no success. There's no measurement. There's no metric other than Jesus. You want to finish strong? You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2 says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross and scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the Father of the right hand of the throne of God. Whoever's playing the piano can come on out, make me finish, because I'm finishing strong. I don't want to finish too early. And I don't want to finish poorly. I want to finish strong. We got to stay focused on Jesus. I think about the end of my life more, more now than I ever have before. And I know I'm young compared to some in the room, and I know I'm old compared to others. But I just want to finish strong. I just want to finish strong. I just want at the end of my life for there to be no scandal, no sin. I, I, I want there to be no reason for people to have to lie at my funeral. And the way that you do that is you keep your eyes on Jesus. Too many ministers fall behind, fall beside, fall sideways because they left their eyes off Jesus. And they made it about themselves. They made it about what they could obtain. They made it about their fame, their own name, instead of reflecting the name of Jesus. Here's what I've learned. Whatever you look at, you will act like. And if you look at him, you will act like him. Some of you are looking at political tensions right now, and you're starting to, to act like those people. Some of you are watching too much television. You're starting to act like those people. Some of you go, go into the break room and you like the tea and the drama too much. You're starting to act like those people. Because what you look at, you start to act like. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Because if there's anyone that you want to look like, if there's anyone that you want to be like, if there's anyone I want to, at the end of my life, say that he was like, he was like Jesus. He was like Jesus. He kept his eyes on the prize. He was faithful to his wife. He was faithful to his family. He was faithful to serve. He was faithful to give. He was faithful to finish strong. He didn't look to the right. He didn't look to the left. But instead, he remained steadfast in the power and in the presence of God. It wasn't always what he felt like. It wasn't always what he wanted, but he remained obedient. And when God does something in your life, you just remain faithful to his promises. Remain faithful to his word. Don't quit early. Don't quit. Don't leave it short. Don't throw in the towel. Finish strong, church. At all of our locations, you can stand to your feet. Let's finish with this one verse. Romans 16, let's read it together. Now to him who is able, let's read it out loud. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes through faith. To the only wise God, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Come on, let's praise Him at all of our locations. Come on, let's praise Him like you want to. Let's praise Him like we're going to finish strong.
We're committed to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. To him who's able. To him who is able. At all of our locations, please remain standing. In order to finish strong, you must first start. And if you've never started a relationship with Jesus, today is a great day to do so. You are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, other people who have already made that decision. And the sermon was to encourage them to finish strong. And you might say, well, I need to get started. I need to get started, Pastor Mike. You don't know my story, but I'm not following Jesus. You came to the right place today. So at all of our locations, I'm going to ask that every head be bowed and every eye be closed. And you say, you know what? I'm ready for a fresh start. I'm ready for new life in Christ. I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I want to finish strong, but in order to finish strong, I have to start. And God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross so that you wouldn't have to strive, so that you wouldn't have to try, so that you wouldn't have to perform sacrifices and rituals and protocols and religion. You now have access to starting a relationship with God simply by acknowledging him as Lord and Savior over your life. If you have never acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm gonna ask you to simply raise your hand as an indication that you're ready to start. If that is you today, you say, I'm ready to start my relationship with Jesus. One, two, three. I want you to raise your hand right now. You say, I'm ready to start my relationship with Jesus. I do not have one, but I want one. You don't, you've never started a relationship with Jesus, but you want to. Just raise it high enough so that I can see it at all of our locations. And at our locations, they're gonna bring you a little white card. That white card is just simply an indicator that you made this decision today. For those who maybe just made that decision for the first time, I'd like for all of us to pray at all of our locations. Repeat after me. Say, Father God. Come on, say, Father God. I give my life to you. I repent of my sins. And I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior over my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's clap our hands for all those who just made that decision. To I love you so much. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. This ministry is made possible because of the generosity of many people like you. To partner with us, you can click the link in our description or visit givetofocus.com. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe now and share it with a friend. For more inspirational content, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash focus church. Join us next week for another incredible message.